Hello, sports and spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut. And find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode. Oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back, and it's good to be back on... Why did I say that three times? It's good to be back on Sports and Spaghetti. We're a little bit rusty. We are a little rusty. I took a week off. I was in Florida with my grandfather. It was a good time. And <laughs> and, and Benny has stepped, he on, stepped the, on the piano. On the piano. Here, we'll turn it. Let's just turn the whole thing off. <laughs> oh, Benny. Oh, and Benny stepped on the piano. So, uh, Chris and I... Uh, we're we're filming. This is a playroom episode today. Yes. Um, and we didn't feel like cooking because this was we didn't. So you're gonna deal with our top five fruits today. I, we can't cook. Ever. <laughs> like we're gonna run out of stuff to cook at the rate we're going. Yeah, we're we're on fire. We'll have to start remaking some stuff, different different recipes. But you're gonna hear about some fruit, Chris. Number <laughs> five. <laughs> we're gonna talk about our top five fruits. <laughs> Uh, is it just me or are we going to go... We're going to go... We're going to wrap. We're going to go, go back and forth. forth. So we're going to talk about fruit. And now if, if we've lost you already, <laughs> I understand. You've made it one minute and 11 seconds. We got credit for the view. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> now, if you're still listening because you want to talk about fruit, and maybe some of these will be controversial. I know that I like a few controversial f- fruits more than other people. Um... My number five fruit is the <laughs> is the humble <laughs> grape. Oh, at five. At five. Oh. I love now. I like fruit. Okay, Anthony. If if you hear claps tonight, it's because there are fruit flies in this house. It, it it's not even that there's garbage in the house. It's just that it happens. It's, it's every summertime. Year. It's summertime. Uh, and they, and they and they just and that's how it works. So anyway, uh, five is the the humble grape. So <laughs> so small in stature, so chokeable. Very chokeable, especially to those under under uh, the age of five. Um, but oh, so tasty and versatile. Red or green? Red, you can eat a red or green grape. I like green grapes better. Um, I would dabble in a red grape as well. Um, but uh, I think what the kicker for me is for grapes is that I like I like how you can have grape juice and grape jelly and grapes and you know table grapes. And it's all good stuff. I and I I mean you could just eat a whole bunch of them. You could literally eat a bunch of grapes. And then a frozen grape? Done. It's, it's a whole different fruit. Right. It, <laughs> it, it's, it's a different experience. It's like a popsicle. It is. Because they're very sweet. It is. Very good for you. Very bad for dogs. Yes. Uh, don't give them to your dogs and don't give a whole one to a child. Sabrina likes grapes, but we cut them long ways for her. Like in fourths. Yes. I, I quartered the grapes. Yes. Anyway, Anthony, number five. My number five... I'm to write this down. My number five fruit. I'm going to go with the exotic. Oh, the boy. delicious. Ooh. The juicy. Oh, the the oh. mango. 
Oh, I'm a big, not on my top five. Uh, see, I'm a mango guy. Uh, hopefully one day I get to try one in a tropical climate where I could like pick one off a tree. Because out here in Connecticut, they're a little chewy. But what I like to do is I like to go to Aldi or a stop and shop. And I like to get a, a frozen bag of mangoes. <laughs> and when I'm feeling a little, when I'm feeling a little spicy in the summertime, you just eat the frozen mango. You get a nice chew. It's like chewing ice with flavor. Number five, the mango. I like that. Now, number four for me. Number four. I'm going to tell you something. Number four, Anthony, is not a fruit that you that that one would eat. Like, like they wouldn't go, they wouldn't just eat a slice of this because it's not really to be eaten that way. And I think you might know where I'm headed, what what direction. You were just down in Florida (laughs) where it's a little bit tropical. No, not the orange. Oranges are one of my least favorite fruits. I'm talking about the lime. Limes are number four. Limes are better than lemons. Limes are a factor in many a dish, drink, and garnish. So the supreme citrus. They are better than grapefruit. And I do like grapefruit. That would be in my top ten. I do like lemons. Oranges are not... Why is my... Okay. I got an Apple Watch today and I'm trying to figure out how to work it. And and and, and, it, and it thinks... I'm talking to it! Stop it! And that brings it to my number four. The green Granny Smith apple. What? <laughs> yeah. What a Granny Smith! Yeah, I cut you off on the lime because you said Apple Watch and I had to go with Miss Smythe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Chris is on the floor. Uh, Granny Smith, why are they? Why are Granny? Why are Granny Smith apples good? Because you could you could bite into them. They're tart. They're tart. If you're looking for an apple with some cinnamon, maybe some cinnamon sugar. My grandmother used to do that for me all the time. Shout out Nanny, Granny Smith. What are you gonna put in apple pie? You're goddamn right. It's a Granny Smith. Well, yeah, you're not. You're not gonna put a Fuji in an apple pie, Anthony, or a Gala. Gallas are very boring and plain. Granny Smiths take apples up a notch. Now, it's funny that you put... Hold on, I need to write this down. Because this is very important. Uh, At this point, we're the only two people listening to the podcast. (laughs) Why is it... Alright, well, anyway. Um, My four was limes. Did you fart, Benny? He farted. I'm sorry, viewers. Listeners. Um, number three, actually, so I was going to say apples as a whole, but I won't because you were specific. I can pinpoint my very, very favorite apple. And it's an apple, Anthony, that pairs itself very well with the Granny Smith in a pie and in a baking application. Why are we having so much fun with this? This is great. This is the most fun I've ever had on this podcast. We're having a serious discussion about fruit. It's brilliant. Um, it's the Cortland apple. 
different at orchards near and far. The Cortland apple might be the most versatile. It's the second time I've said that word tonight in seven, in eight minutes. The Cortland apple is very versatile because not only does it taste, it tastes like, you know the, um, you know the candle, you know the apple candle? Yep. Yankee Candle, Apple. The Macintosh? The Macintosh. Or just, I have a funny story about that to tell you, not on camera. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you told me that? Pavlov's uh, dog? Yes, yeah, I have. it's the Pavlov's shout out, dog. Shout out to my wife. She knows what we're talking and about. Pavlov. And Pavlov. And, and Pav- his dog. And the dog. Continue. I know the story. It's, a, it's an inside the box joke. Um, anyway, the Cortland Apple tastes... When you eat it raw, first of all, it's got a, a pure... I'm not kidding you. It's the best apple. It's got a pure white flesh. It, um, it, it's very crisp. It keeps very well. It keeps up to a month um, in, when there's no fruit flies in the house. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. Apples are usually when you pick them fresher in the fall here in New England. But the taste is exactly... What an apple! What you think of when you think of an apple? That's not a that's not a tart apple. When you think of a, a well-rounded apple, Cortland is the taste that you have. It tastes like the smell of that candle. It brings me memories uh, and nostalgia of the fall, which I don't like historically. I'm not a fall lover, but the the Cortland apple is my number three because. It's so perfect, and it's beautiful cooked. It's the best cooking apple. It doesn't lose its color. Okay, my number three. I know my one or my two. My three is, so I went, what did I do? Five, I went uh, with the, the humble mango, the exotic mango. Four, I went with the old woman, Granny Smith. Number three. Now this, I think. Hmm... Number three. I think Ant's confused at how ready I was for this. Yeah, because I put him on the spot. Number yeah. three, I'm going to go with, I'm looking at him right now. I'm going to go with the strawberry. Now, why am I going to go with the strawberry? Because they're perfectly sweet. But what I've noticed, right, and I'm not a huge berry guy, okay? Contrary to what you're going to hear, I'm not a big berry guy. But I like the strawberry. You could eat it, you know, right out of the carton. But what my wife has done recently, she takes them up, she, she, she takes the strawberries and she cuts them up. She quarters them, cuts them into four. That is one, two, three, four. That's a quarter of one whole strawberry. She'll quarter them and then she puts them in a bowl with a little bit of stevia, which we use as a sweetener yeah. instead of sugar. And what that does is just, it's incredible. It takes them to, it a, takes new them to, it takes them to a new level. They weren't even top five until with the stevia. Now, wait a minute. Is stevia in the top five or are strawberries in the top Strawberries five? with stevia. With <laughs> Or some, I mean, if you want to throw sweet and low, I don't know how that works. What about just sugar? Sugar's good, but that's, you know, my wife got the beatus. We can't do that. <laughs> She's got the beatus. <laughs> okay. She's going to be real mad at me. Strawberries <laughs> are actually nowhere near my top five. Really? I don't. I don't really have time for strawberries, Ann. I don't think I have the time of day for a strawberry. <laughs> Is that why you're anti-orange, too? I don't want to peel that. No, the or See, I love clementines. They're not on the list because they're a winter fruit here. And, and I take that very seriously, as we can tell already. 
Clementine's, the flavor of orange is great. The flavor. I don't like eating an orange because it's so dull. I feel like you got to put salt on it. I would never do that. I, it needs like... Something. It needs to be a Clementine. Because <laughs> Clementines have that little bit of sour in them to drive the sweet through and to the finish line. Okay. So number two and number one for me are highly contested uh, in my brain. I'm between two, and I know the direction I'm going to go. Now, the tough thing, and I'll get to this when I talk about one, the tough thing is what happens when you let it when you let it sit for too long. Oh, we're not, we're not on the same page, and I'm glad we're not on the same page. When you let it sit in the fridge in the container for too long, number one is, is a pain to clean, and, and it'll make sense why when I say it. But number two is pineapple. La piña. Piña. Pineapple is uh, is number two. And it's only edged out number very slimly by number one, which we'll get to. But pineapple is two because it's the sour. It's the sweet. It's very appealing and attractive looking in its whole form. If... Buy the whole pineapple, please. If you buy one that's cored, you're gonna pay like seven bucks. If you buy a whole pineapple, they're like two fifty. I mean, the the choice is clear. They look great. They look like SpongeBob's house. They are. They in are. Fact, they SpongeBob's are. house. They are SpongeBob's house. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Yeah. So the key here, and and what makes it rated so high for me is that I could hoover down like a whole pineapple in one sitting. It's yellow. It's bright. It's very good for you. Very sweet. Um, it's a perfect summer fruit. It's very tropical. You can cook with it. My pineapple chicken that I make for the mouse. That was is, episode zero. Yes. It's throwback. Yes, indeed. It's episode zero. Hi, mouse. Are you picking pajamas? You're on bamboo. We're on bamboo. You, you with, with the chair. Oh, the chair is on bamboo. That is a negative uh, connotation. Mm. Yeah, why don't you just pick them? Sabrina, we have a guest. We have two guests. The mouse and Sabrina. Sabrina, would you like blue? Blue. Is this one okay? I would put on long sleeves. Long sleeves. Sabrina, what about... We were just talking about this. What about oranges? Oranges. Sabrina and the mouse, everybody. And diapers. Yes. Thank you. Thank you kindly. And an I love you for Aunt. And I didn't get an I love you. I got something different. I that's why. I don't know. Well, well, Maybe you should discuss it. That's a different episode. That's the that's the therapy episode. <laughs> Uh, so my that? number two fruit. Yeah. Wait, what is? <laughs> Yours is pineapple. pineapple. My number two Hashtag fruit. Sabrina. Now the only reason this fruit is number two and is not number one is because I don't crave it outside summertime. I'm really excited to hear this. I do not crave it outside summertime. Ooh. Oh, I might know this, but okay. Uh, I'm gonna start writing. My number two is the supple. Supple. The juicy. 
The watermelon. I wrote it down! Number two I is, called number, number two. Number two is the watermelon. Now, I said it before because number two, summertime, I, like I just said, I was just in Florida. I ate probably a full watermelon to myself. It's great. I'm sitting out on the lanai. It's 100 degrees. I the, wait a minute. Reverse! A lanai? I know what okay. it is. Let's just say it again. You know where I heard the term lanai for the first time? The Golden Girls? Yes! Let's go! Let's go! That's the first time I heard lanai. Yep. When I was um, watching the Golden Girls in Melissa's mom's basement one night well, when we lived there. I was sitting on the lanai and I ate a whole watermelon to myself. It's great. It's refreshing. It's cool. You could eat the you could eat the white part of it if needed. I would not. I wouldn't. I think it gives me the reets, but <laughs> but that's okay. Um, I think it's known for that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. known to cause the reets. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, number two. Is is the 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 supple the watermelon? I've never heard a watermelon described as supple. <laughs> Alas. Hmm. My number one, Anthony. I think I've told you what my number one fruit is. Is it the aguacate? That's if if we're calling an avocado a fruit, it's the last place fruit. I don't like avocados. Me and avocados have a problem, and I'll tell you why. They're known to be an aphrodisiac, which is not a problem to me. The problem for me, and the reason why I don't like guac that much, and I don't like avocado toast, I don't like avocados, is because they're so plain. They don't taste like anything. Not to mention the texture is wrong. They're mushy, gushy, squishy, ushy. And I am a texture guy, and I don't like the texture of avocado. It's like... What's your number one, Chris? Sorry. (laughs) My number one, and this is upsetting that you didn't pick it, is watermelon. Really? There is not a better fruit in the world than watermelon. I don't care what your number one is. It doesn't beat a watermelon. I could eat a watermelon on January 21st. I was going to say a different date, but I refrained. I could have... I could eat a watermelon on April 11th. I could eat a watermelon on December 2nd, Benny's birthday. I could eat a watermelon at any given moment, and I'll tell you why. There's not a more hydrating fruit on the planet. It's called the watermelon. In it, And you know what? This is a weird thing I'm about to say, but it tastes very red. <laughs> it, just, it tastes like it should be red and I like that the taste matches the color for me I, I, and and there are yellow watermelons there have been known to be other colors but but I just it just screams summer and being that I'm a summer loving person um there's no better fruit I could I could you know what I want to do one day? It would be a waste of money. So maybe maybe when I make a lot of money one day, after like maybe I'm a principal or something, 
I'm gonna buy a watermelon and just and one yeah, day yeah. when when the mouse and and kids yeah, well we have one now but kids eventually um when when we have they're all out doing some errand I'm gonna cut that sucker right in half and I'm just gonna dig my whole face right into the watermelon pulp and flesh and and just and just carve a hole into the watermelon. And waste essentially half the watermelon, but I'm telling you right now, watermelon's the best. Now I want to hear what your um, what your number one is because I'm gonna have to argue it no matter what. Go you're, ahead. You're not gonna have to argue it because my number one, very similar to how you feel with the watermelon, where you could eat it at any time. My number one is the pineapple. Wow, two and one my, for us were reversed. My number one is the pineapple. Um, it's 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 great. It's it's sweet. It's sour. It has tang. I close my eyes. I'm in Tahiti. Yeah. Um, they're also a berry. Like I said, I didn't like berries, but pineapples are berries. They are considered berries um, now. Okay. They grow really cool. They grow in one single shrub. Um, straight up, it looks real. <laughs> it looks like a pineapple sitting on top of an aloe vera plant. It's very cool. Um, it's delicious. Pineapple juice. Top tier mixer if you're trying to get drunk. Uh, the pineapple itself, delicious. The way it presents itself, little rough on the outside, but oh so seductive on the inside. <laughs> it's perfect. Pineapple pie, great. Really? Grilled. Oh, my mom makes a pineapple pie. It's like it's like a Dole Whip but in a pie with like a graham cracker crust. Oh, oh it's good. It's good. Next time she makes it. Interesting. Yeah, it's really good. But you throw it on the grill. You get some char marks on it. It's nice. Oh, you know what the best part about Christmas is? Yeah, I'll take the ham off, or I'll take the pineapple off the ham. Thank you very much. Even though it's warm, and I don't like warm fruit, it's it's the only fruit I'll eat warm. I don't like I don't like warm fruit, and I don't like warm pineapple per se. But when you grill that pineapple, I will eat it hot. I don't like it. I don't particularly care for it. So I have to be louder. I don't particularly care if for it. If it's been on a hot plate for six minutes, pass. Yeah, it's got to be right out of the oven because what happens with pineapple is it gets mushy. But I like your number one. I won't argue. I, I told like you how hard it was to decide between the two. Very similar to me. If, if I ate watermelon more frequently, not in summertime, I'd go watermelon. But I understand. I, I flip-flop often because sometimes I cut open a pineapple and I'm like, no, this is my favorite. But then every time I cut open a watermelon, I'm like, this is my favorite. Well, also with the, the going back to the, the mango, I also buy, and this is the elite snack, I buy a bag of frozen pineapple. I put it in a cup and back, shout out to Mike and Eli and Bry because back in the Call of Duty days, we would just sit there and while me and Mike were spectating because we're bad at the game... You would just hear us crunching on frozen pineapple, and it sounded like ice, and it was incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Um, I I wonder. I wonder what other people's number one and two fruit would be. You, if you've made it this far, should comment your favorite fruits somewhere. And we'll let you know why you're wrong. Is he technically not your student? Can we say his name? Oh, Felipe? Yeah. 
Oh, Felipe. No, I'm sure he's wrong because you know what? What's your favorite fruit, Felipe? No, Let he's had it out for me ever <laughs> since August 30th of 2022. Felipe, what is your favorite fruit? Troll. Evelette, what's your favorite we'll, fruit? We'll unmute the both of you so you can actually DM us on Instagram. You can tell us. I'll let it. In fact, I will let him know that we spoke of him on the pod and to answer. And he'll say something like, my favorite fruit is mango, crusty Mr. Walker. I'm sure he will. Um, but anyhow... Uh, those were our favorite, uh, those were our favorite fruits. I like that. It was a good time. It was a good time. But since we missed last week, obviously, you guys probably didn't even know, but, uh, we missed last week. I was in Florida again. We're going to hit you with two in no particular orders this week. We're going to do the, the, the classic Mr. Walker. And then Anthony, uh, has a very nice, oh, your birthday presents in my car. Oh, we might have to go to break for a minute. Um, we can go to break. We can go to break. In no particular order, mine is Florida-themed. We'll see you on the other side. So, like we were saying, uh, Chris now has his birthday present on, so um, that sounded real bad. Um, we have matching no, aprons it, now. No, it, it, didn't, it sounded bad, but it's true. We have matching aprons now. I took my tank top off, and now I have, uh, I'm donning a sports, what color is this? It's black. Okay. I wasn't sure. It could have been green <laughs> or gray or brown. A black apron, a butcher apron. See how I tied it? You know I've worked in food service When you before. double it up. I went behind and, and then into the front. I'm too fat to do that, so it's just right That's in the okay. Back. So what? So what? We all built differently. Um, and, it, and Anthony said he bought the butcher one specifically so that my nipples would be out. Correct. They are out. So that when Sabrina comes in, she can say, Bull! Um, and it says, Walk Daddy, and then our logo, Sports and Spaghetti. And the, the fun part about that is I have a matching one. So the the matching shirtless uh, in the apron calendar is coming soon. Pre-order now. Pre-order now on the, <laughs> on the uh, Sports and Spaghetti uh, online store. So, it does not exist. Okay, so in no particular in, so in order. In no particular order. Uh, we have two. Uh, I'll, I'll do mine because mine is nothing to do with sports. I am excited for the people to hear yours. My in no particular order. Like I said, it's Florida-based. I'm going to start with the eh, okay? It's in no particular order. The eh. It's alligators. Why is the why? why is alligators eh? Because I'm gonna swear because it's summertime. Mr. Walker could let loose. Alligators are fucking awesome, but they might eat you. You know they might eat you. You know so the the particular uh, the particular <laughs> community I was staying in with my grandfather. Um, they did, in fact, have an alligator. He lives right on a lake. I'll preface this so we look out on the lake from his lanai. You can see the gator. It's wonderful. Um, but the bigger gator may or may not have killed a woman a few months ago. So, that gators... Gator? Uh, no, they they took that one out and killed it. Okay, they eliminated They eliminated gator. any gator bigger than, I think, six feet, which makes no sense because now you got a bunch of four-foot gators that have no competition, so now they're going to grow to be 12 feet, which makes not a lot of sense. Um, the good... It was going to be Central Air, okay? It was. It really, really was. Um, 
Florida humidity, me, didn't work very well. I have a specific stick of deodorant. It's called Glide. No free shout outs for my thighs so I don't chafe. Okay. Um, my good. For your thighs? For my thighs. My good this week or last week, whenever you want to call it when I was in Florida. It's the cucumber. Now, why is it the, <laughs> why is it the, that. why is it the cucumber? Because when we bought groceries down there, we bought a whole bag of cucumbers for salads, right? For lunch. I ate probably about four cucumbers to cool off. You, they're versatile. You could put them in your water, cucumber water. You could put them in your water with a lime, cucumber lime water. You could eat them, cool you off. You could put them in a salad, wonderful. If you're puffy, put them over your eyes. That's what I was waiting for. You could throw a cuke on your eyes. Yeah, and then all the swelling goes away. I've never done that. They're but good. They're I've good for the. Can. They're good for the joints. Cucumbers are the are the good. They're good food. And bad. Oh lordy, is this the bad? The bad is delayed flights. Oh. Specifically, Avello Flight Three Four Seven from Tweed Airport, New Haven. Let him cook. Because I was delayed six hours. To get to Florida. We missed the whole day because I was supposed to take off at Hi. Hi. How can I how can I do my how can I do my bad when that when that walks in? Is that her new flounder? It's not the new one. It's dirt. Is that your flounder? Sabrina, who's that? Flounder. Uh delayed flights. They're bad. I was supposed to take off at 320. And you know, we didn't take off until like 9-ish, 9.20. The flight, not that bad. You know, it was two hours on a plane. Not not bad. But but the delay, in, in especially in Tweed Airport, it's a small airport. I mean, I could throw a rock from gate A to gate B to security. It's not, it's, it's a small, it's a small airport. Okay. And just the fact that I sat there with nothing to do for six hours... That's the bad for me. And if you're wondering why you haven't heard my partner is because he has to put Sabrina down for uh, night nights. Um, so you will hear us or Chris right after this. And we're back. So you just heard my in no particular order. The baby should be asleep. Uh, she's not. She's not. But uh, here is here's Mr. Walker's in no particular order. Take it away, Christopher. All right. So, yeah. This was a really easy one to do. Some of them I have to fish for stuff, but um, I kind of knew what I wanted to do, um, especially for the bad. I'll save that one for last. Um, this was a pretty no-brainer, and I've been waiting, not on this pod, but any chance I get to bash this person is, is kind of fun. Uh, and, and they, they just served it up on a, on a, on a nice three inch tee, um, for me to smack it right down the middle of the fairway or maybe out of bounds and into the water. Um, but we'll start with the eh as well, like you did. Um, it was actually last night. So if you're listening to this on a Tuesday, it was Sunday night. I was house sitting up in Sherman. And it was my last night there. It was supposed to be my first night back home. But they, they their flight was delayed as well, which was your bad uh, from California. Their flight got delayed by about, about six, nah, probably about eight hours. But they were at San Francisco, and they were in a beautiful terminal. 
So they didn't really care. And these people are very go with the flow people. They're very chill. And they and they don't have work the next day. They both retired recently, so they're cool. Anyway, I got me one more night with a very sweet old dog named Rex. Shout out Rex. Um anyway, the eh is because while I was at the house, my buddy was talking to me. We were trying to set up a tea time for not this week, but next week, Twilight. It's so hard to with how busy I am. But he was talking to me about the NASCAR race he was watching. And the end of the week is NASCAR because I've got a problem with NASCAR. Oh, this is going to ruffle feathers. Oh, it's not a sport. It's not a sport. It's not a sport. I know you got to be in, in some kind of shape. Uh, to to race a car. Oh, the G-Force. Okay, I get it. I'm not taking that away, but it's not a sport. It's not a sport. You're driving a car. You're driving a car very well around a, around an oval. It's good. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not a sport. It's not a sport. What? Next. <laughs> you think it's a sport? No, no. No, I agree. No, it's, that's not why it's eh. The reason why it's eh is because NASCAR will end a race if it's raining and just declare the winner whoever was leading after all those laps. There were like 76 laps left in this race yesterday that my friend was watching, Travis. And and whoever was in front won because they're because it started raining. They just said, you win. Well, it's like there's probably a certain amount of laps left, like where it's like, oh, if there's a quarter of the laps left or whatever. It was, it was more. It was 76 out of like 200 or something. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Or 300. Like, they just end it. So if Denny Hamlin, who my friend Travis is his favorite race car driver, <laughs> okay, <laughs> This is his favorite race car driver. Now, if he was in, he was in like 17th when the when the whatever flag went up. That's it. And when the caution flag went up. He's stuck. He can't win. That's it. That's very mid. Um, I get it like in baseball if it's after the fifth, right? After the fifth. I think it's you, seventh. I think fifth is to was be considered. Was it the Cape Cod League that it was after? I think fifth? fifth is to be considered an actual game. A full game, Seven, right? If it yeah. got ended to yeah. rain, oh, it yeah, was yeah. considered a full game after five, right? Because a pitcher can get a, a starter can get a decision after five. Um, anyway, that's the end because it's just silly. It's not bad. It's just it's a rule. It's just weird. Um, the good is the New York Islanders. How about that, Anthony Panthony? The good is the New York Islanders because they made four very good decisions. Uh, at first, I was like, yeah, I don't know about that with the four signings they had, uh, but they're good. Ilya Sorokin, they had to lock him up. He's a, He was going to be an, uh, a restricted free agent after um, this coming season. The Islanders would have been able to extend an offer to him. I'm sure they were both on the same page. Ilya Sorokin wanted to be the Islanders franchise goalie. And he did just that by signing an eight-year contract for a lot of money, uh, north of six million a year. Um, that's fantastic. They they paid him what he deserved. 
He's an elite, if not the best goalie in the NHL right now. That is not me being biased. Uh, I'm talking statistically. Um, Ilya Sorokin is any but any team in the world would take him on their team as their starting goalie. And I'm very lucky that we have the best goalie in the league. Um, Scotty Mayfield got a seven-year, <coughs> excuse me, got a seven-year contract. Um, I I wasn't big on this at first, but then I realized the contract was not paying him big, big money. Um, I, I'm okay with it. He, you know, his contract is $24.5 million. Um, he's coming off a five-year $7 million contract, so he had to get paid. Um, so if you spread out $24 million over seven years, um, he's not even making $4 million a season, so it's not bad. Uh, Semyon Varlamov um, was signed to a four-year contract. He's 34 years old right now, so that means his $11 million contract will be spread out over four years. He's not making a lot of money. He's making less than three a year. He's going to be the backup while mm -hmm. Sorokin's the starter. He's going to be the 1B for four more years, and then he can retire. Mm -hmm. And hopefully in four years, the Islanders are contending for a cup, which they can do. The, the issue with that, too, is I don't want to cut you off on your flow, but... The numbers are so light on his contract, even if at 36 years old, let's say halfway through the contract, he starts declining and they can get a cheaper option. It's not going to be hard to offload that contract. No, it's 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 a lot of term for a 34-year-old, but the Islanders have had a recipe that has worked in goal. Goaltending has been the thing that has never failed them. It was such a problem in the, in the 2010s. It was. We Shout talked out to about two it. weeks ago. <laughs> Shout out two weeks ago. Um, I think I rattled off about 20 goalies that didn't work. Um, but since right before COVID, goaltending has not been a problem. Ever since Robin Leonard and Thomas Grice were in that. Uh, and then it's continued right on to Sorokin and Varley. Um, I bash Varley a little bit. I shouldn't. He led us to two conference finals in a row. During the COVID years, which is not an easy thing to do. So he's with us for four years. We have our goalie set. No complaints. And then the last guy was Engvall. Now, I think Pierre Engvall signing was a phenomenal one. He signed a seven-year contract. The guy had 17 goals and 30 points in 76 games. He's going to be on the power play. He's going to be a middle six forward. Seven years, $21 million, $3 million a year. A lot of term. I'm okay with this. I'm really okay with it as an Islanders fan. He proved last season. Now, he was a fourth line forward on the Maple Leafs and didn't, uh, didn't produce a lot because you're a fourth liner and you've got a stacked... First three lines, which obviously could not get them past the second round. Um, love that for them. Um, he lit it up with the Islanders. Had a great tenure with the Islanders. Deserved every bit of that salary. It was a good replacement for, for uh, Beauvillier. For excellent yeah. replacement for Beauvillier. And we'll see about Zach Parise. He's an unrestricted free agent. He has said, 
Islanders or nobody. Um, I'm sure he's still contemplating what he wants to do. But if Parise's gone, Engvall is a great, fast skater that mimics the style of Zach Parise, a hard worker. So the Islanders finally are the good. Um, Mark it in your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. They're it's they're good because it's <laughs> July 10th today. It's it's like halfway between the last game they played and their and first next. game of the next season. Um, it'll just steadily go down. <laughs> and the bad. Can you guess what the bad is? I have no idea what the bad is. The bad is not a sports star. But they have recently become involved with a sports star. Oops. Oh. She did it again. <laughs> Brit Spears. <laughs> Brittany Brittany, if you're a Danny Phantom fan, right? Danny Phantom did Brittany? I think that was no, no, Fairly that was Odd Parents. Parents. They're very similar shows. Written by the same guy. Right, they were Dan... I think it's Butch Hartman. Butch! I was thinking of Dan Schneider. He's the creep from Disney. He's, or he's the, the creep he's from the, Nickelodeon. The Nickelodeon yeah. creep. It was Butch... Hartman. Hartman. Yes. Yes. It's same animation. Anyway, Britney, Britney, Britney Spears. Huh. Britney Spears. Victor. What is it? Wemby. Wemby. <laughs> Wembyana. Wembyana. Yeah, Wembyama. So, there was an incident last week, over the last few days. And now Wembyama is not... He was pulled from the Spurs. He played, uh, he played terribly. He was pulled. He was. They're done. He could have been the bad of the week. He could have for his play, but Brittany Brittany is because of this this whole fiasco, if you will. It is a fiasco with Wemby. So here, I'm not going to swear because I don't like to do that on air. It's just how I am, and it's okay that you do. I'm going to read what she said. So she touched this dude on the shoulder. She reached for his shoulder. At first, there was an, uh, 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 an article out that she tried to touch his derriere. Uh, but that was switched over to she touched his shoulder. There's TMZ video of her reaching for him and then being brushed aside by a security guard. Where, at which point, um, uh, her own hand hit herself in the face. Uh, oh, my face! Um, it was probably something she said, but that she, she, um, 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 she said, I'm going to read the whole thing because it, it's just listen. I mean, it's Britney Spears. We know what we're going to get at this point from Britney Spears. Well, I'm team Britney. You better watch it. I am not against her. I am not against her. I want her to do well. She's not owned by her dad anymore. Um, I'm very happy by that, about that. But she's nuts, okay? She's nuts, Aunt. She's a kook. She's nuts. I, I, I like her music and I want the best for her, but she's nuts. Listen to what she said. I'm not sharing this to be a victim. I simply get it, honestly. My reaction was priceless. Bad? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yes, I've had documentaries done about me and none of which I approved. I have felt helpless in most situations and my experience in Vegas and my reaction was a cry out on all levels. I will say it! In all caps. She continued, No, I don't feel like I have been treated as an equal person in this country. 
Of course, when I watched the video myself, the people who actually swarmed around me when they heard me get hit made me feel like I mattered. I wasn't aware of that at the time. All people could hear was me saying, F you all, which was way better than hitting you back. In all caps. I roll, I roll, I roll. Emoji. Either way, I'm still a huge fan of the NBA player. Duh. We knew that. It's not his fault his security hit me. S happens. I hope you're all having a wonderful Friday. Anthony. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. Anthony. She got she got the Britney treatment. I wonder how many times her security has absolutely just decked somebody that's tried to touch her. I mean, you got to give it up for the security. The security bodied Britney Spears. Spears. Britney Spears. Um, and and this dude and this dude Victor Wemby over here, has got some serious security for for being as bad as he's been. <laughs> They're both the bad, honestly. His play and Britney. Britney Spears, I just wanted, she could have been the eh, too. You know, you know what? Well, let's she could have also been the good. Let's throw in Jamie Jamie Spears as the Can bad. Can we throw in Jamie Lynn? Let's throw her in as the bad because she, her getting pregnant as a teenager ruined Zoe One. I've got a problem with Jamie Lynn Spears. I love that show. And if my mom is listening, which I know you are, Mom... I loved that show, and you probably you know didn't even know, you know I loved a remake, it. Right? I know. Okay. I, you probably didn't even know, Mom, that I loved that show, but I loved that show. In fact, I rewatched it with my mouse once, and we may rewatch it again. It's got all of the angst and all of the drama of a of a Degrassi or of a of a what's the show? Oh my God, what's the show, Smallville? You know what gets me about that show all the time? It's not the whole Zoe chasing or Chase chasing Zoe. It's not that whole thing. It's, this is very specific. It's the way, what was, what was the, the Chase's roommate's name? Michael. It was the way Michael choked back the tears and said Chase's grandmother died. Chills every time. I love it. I have them right now. The acting was good. You know, he is uh he is the I think older brother of Corey from That's a Raven. Is that right? That is right. I didn't know that. Zoe 101 was a great show, but Jamie Lynn getting ruined pregnant. It. Ruined it. Ruined my preteen years of that show, robbing me. Of of the of the fantasy of going to this this elite PCA. school, right? And 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 just kind of living out that life, because I I went to a Catholic school growing up, which is like a stone's throw from where I am, literally sitting right now. Um, and I wish I was at that school. What are you saying? <laughs> It told me my address. The you could, Apple Watch you told could, me you my could change. I'll I'll help you with the settings. I'll help you with the settings. What did I say to it? I don't know. It's because when you raise your wrist, I raised my wrist and said, "Where do I live?" Yeah, but you <laughs> no. See, it's going right now. It's going. Oh, right series now. talk. Yeah, this is going to be how Chris learns how to use an I Apple Watch. I feel like I'm an old man. You do. Right now. You do. Speaking. Anyway. Let's. You know what? Speaking of old men, Patrick Kane. Do you think he's going to sign somewhere? <sighs> it's a tough thing, Aunt, because. He wasn't great on the Rangers. I'll never forget my principal at Stadley Ruff, Lenny Serlick, 
who's, by the way, a great human being. He's not listening, I'm sure. A, a phenomenal person and, and a great boss. And I thank you for everything you did for me this year, Lenny. Um, he said it. We had a discussion. He came into my room at the trade deadline, the day of the uh, the day after the deadline, because um, the deadline's on a Monday always. Um, and he came in on the Tuesday, and he was like, "Walker, I don't know about these Rangers moves. They got Tarasenko, they got Kane, they had Panarin, Zabanajad, all these guys." He goes, "I think they're gonna upset the balance." And I said, well, we were talking about that on my podcast when it when it was the deadline. We were talking about how I was worried about it upsetting the balance. And guess what happened? It upset the balance. Patrick Kane is not... Oh, this is going to be bad. He's not as good as people... He's not as good of a teammate as people think he is. He's got moves like Jagger. Um... He's got a skill set, but he's never been the fastest guy ever, and he's never been the hardest worker. I'm going to say it. I don't know if he resigns somewhere. I think somebody takes him. I could see somebody like the Kings taking him. Um, I could see somebody like the Bruins taking him. Um, I'm not saying these teams have been linked to Kane, but where he would fit. Uh, I would not see the Islanders taking him. I could see the Devils taking him if they could afford it. Um, but I could see the Wild taking him if they could afford it. Uh, uh, they don't have a... See, I'd be happier with Taves, but I don't think he's playing anymore. Taves has a lot of health issues. issues I would, Minnesota, I'm, Minnesota needs a center. And that's a, good, uh, that's, a, that's a good segue, how you said it, because Minnesota's done absolutely nothing. Okay. Well, they made one move. Minnesota traded for Pat Maroon. Yippee. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's I mean, like, does it guarantee a cup in the next two years? Probably. I don't think so. From history. Because, well, you know. no, because he didn't win this year. Yeah, well, he won the year before and the year before and the year before. I know, but, but it streaks over. Minnesota, they've done nothing. Um, and I'm glad you... I'm, I'm glad your, your Islanders... We're in the, in no particular order, so we can kind of get through this quick because I know well, not a lot of our listeners are big hockey people, um, but Minnesota's done nothing. They they've signed two forwards on two way contracts. And I don't even bother to know their name because I don't care. Now, why are you upset though? I meant I was going to ask you this. Uh, so obviously there's going to be a money issue, but you've seen that money does not exist in the NHL because uh, every playoff team has X amount of dollars. On the injured, you know, injured list, or so be it. Right, and they can judge it of any course, way they of course. want. But the issue is, you have, let's say, two real superstars right now, um, in Kirill and uh, Mats. I- I'd say Mats is still a superstar. Yeah, um, he's an elite player. You have you have, you have Matt Boldy coming up. He's going to be your your future. You know, your future superstar. But we've seen it, man. We lost Sam Steele to Dallas, which don't that hurt? Um, That's a heartbreaker. It's it's tough. It's tough because I liked him and he was young too. But we lose Sam. We lose Sam Steele to Dallas, but there's no center. You know, you've seen it. Er- Erickson Eckers not 
He's not your first-line elite center. He's a great penalty-killing center. He's a great second-line, even third-line center. He plays great defense. But when you're paying a guy like Kirill how much you're paying him, and you're paying a guy like Zuccarello how much you're paying him, and you give Matthew Boldy a huge contract extension, you need somebody, you know, you need that oomph. You need somebody else to, to dish it out. You know, I think when Kirill went down, you saw Boldy, explode in production because he was on the line with Zuccarello. I think you leave him. But that's the thing is if you're on a line with, if you have Boldy and Zuccarello on a line together, who are you pairing with Kirill? Eck, Joel Erickson Eck, who's not, I mean, he's not a scorer. Uh, Marcus Johansson, he's not a, he's not a first line winger by any means, not even close to no, a first line No, he's a third winger. or fourth line winger. I mean, you have, you have Marco Rossi who has spent most of last season in Iowa so there's, I mean, aside from Kirill, there's a, they're very top heavy. They have a lot of the grinders. They have Felino. They have they lost Revo, but let me ask you though, Ian, who would you want? So, I mean, I, you want to bring it? The Islanders almost got they Islanders had a deal in place. They did uh, to send JG Pajot and Oliver Wallstrom to Ottawa. Uh, for Debrinket, and I think they dodged a bullet there. But so the issue right now, the the issue is this is a very weak free agency class. So there's going to have to be a trade, and centers are your most. I mean, that's your they're your quarterback. So there's not very many centers available via trade, right? Just looking at who's left, there's like there's nobody. I'm looking at a top fifty list, and you have. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly's number three on this list. Uh, Jonathan Taves is number two. So it's like, you know, it, it's tough because you were thinking maybe trade for Dylan Larkin. He's 26 with the Red Wings. He's not very happy. But they, they locked him up to a huge deal. Um, and then there's, I'm trying to think of the, the trade that they were thinking with, um, oh, what's his name? Center from, I think he's the Vancouver. He said he wasn't happy in Vancouver. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Patterson? No, no. Oh, I can't even think who it was. But the Wild are not going to be good until they have a, a top-of-the-line center. And, you know... JT I'm, Miller? Nope. Nope. Who was He's it? unhappy there. I know that. Uh... I mean, regardless, long story short, they need to do something, and they need to be... It, it, there has to be a desperation. Kirill has come out and said he needs a top-line guy to play with next to him. Um, and I don't think it's Marco Rossi. I think you could use Marco Rossi as a tra- as a as a trade piece for a, a, a team like, you know, a bad team with a good center. But most of the time, your bad teams aren't going to have good centers. That's why they're good teams, because they have good centers. So it, it's really... I mean, it's really a toss-up. Like I said, Dylan Larkin was my guy. Maybe, you know, a guy like Clayton Keller, but he doesn't, he's not a center. He plays the wing. So it's like, it's tough. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough to try to find the guy. That's why they went out and drafted all of the centers. They think they took every, every player except two were centers or something like that. But Minnesota's in trouble. Speaking of, so we were talking about Debrinket. So he just, Detroit just got him. And, and it's a brilliant move by Detroit. 
You were talking about them off air, about them being. I think they're the most improved team through free agency. The best free agency team. Now, they acquired him in a trade from Ottawa for players and picks. Um, The Islanders missed out on this because they, quote, unquote, failed to impress Ottawa with the trade package of J.G. Pajot, who would have been going back to his hometown, and Oliver Wallstrom. And I don't disagree with that, that verbiage because... Pajot had a down season last year, statistically, and Wallstrom was injured almost the entire season. He was out since, I think, November or early December. Um, And so neither of them would be a great fit for somebody who's a perennial 30-plus goal scorer. However, Alex Dabrinkit is a Detroit native, and he said it was a dream come true. And as much as I would have liked to see him be an Islander, I'm so happy he's a Red Wing. Dude, the Red Wings, watch out. Do you want to hear my bold prediction for the Red Wings? Go ahead. John Gibson's going to be a Red Wing. If John Gibson is a Red Wing, they're going to the conference finals this year. They need a goalie, and Gibson has come out and said, I will never play another game as an Anaheim Duck. I think that's the move. I think they have enough young talent that's not going to crack an NHL lineup right now that will do well in Anaheim, who also had a great – they had a great uh, offseason as well. But I think I think the Red Wings are a goalie away, and I think they're going to go get their goalie, and I think it's John Gibson. I, I would love to see that. I love that Gibson said he's never playing another game. He needed to put his fo- foot down and say something because I'm going to be honest with you. He couldn't have played another game for that awful team. Anthony Stolarz is probably going to start. He just signed another contract with Anaheim. It might have been a one-year deal, but he's going to probably start this year for Anaheim. So good for him. Um, He's a member of the goalie group on Facebook that I'm a member of. So like everybody in the group is really thrilled that he signed another contract to stay up in the NHL. And, And he had a... A good season for what it for what it's worth there last year. So um, he'll likely start this year for them, which is exciting. Um, Anaheim had a good off season, like you said. New coach, couple new faces. Uh, they're still rebuilding. They need a lot of help. Um, John Gibson is a Red Wing. John Gibson as a Red Wing reminds me of the Chris Osgood days. That was not when you were a fan. You might not even know the name. Chris Osgood was an NHL goalie who was an excellent goalie for every team he played on, including the Islanders, uh, for a little while in the late 90s. Um, But Chris Osgood won them a Stanley Cup um, in 08 and almost won them another one when the Penguins beat them the year later. Um... Yeah, uh, I see that being a home for Gibson for a long time. Uh, And I hope that happens, and I've actually thought of it happening. Um, It seems like a good fit. Like you said, if the Red Wings get a goalie, they they are automatically a contender. That's what they're missing. Yeah. 
yeah, they're and they're a great team. You have they they locked up as you were saying they brought in Debrinket. They locked up um, Dylan Larkin towards the end of the year. Like I said, broke my heart because that's who I wanted Minnesota to trade for. That was my that was my. Uh, yeah, I, wanted. I think that might have been a slight a slight pipe dream because I don't think anybody I don't think Larkin wanted to leave. Well, he's from Michigan too, right? Um, but I think one of the I think the the underrated signing for the Red Wings this year uh, this offseason at least was I think it was Ghost Gossespierre Shane Gossespierre. He's had a little bit of a resurgence. He had a great rookie season with the Flyers and then really fell off, got sent down, uh, and he's come back. He had a great season last year. Got um, traded from Arizona to um, Carolina. Yes. Played well in playoffs. Had a great season, great playoff with them. Heard his name a lot against the Islanders. Um, he was involved, uh, and you didn't want him on the ice against you, and, and he's really retooled himself. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm good. I like I like that. I like that ending point for, for hockey. Um, we're at the All-Star break. The home run derby is actually taking place right now. So baseball is going to be light. I'm going to save my Yankees rant for next week. Okay. Because again, we're not going to have much to talk about. Baseball will be starting up again. I have a big Yankees rant. I big will. One. I will shout out the Yankees w- once this week because they gave me the best birthday present of all. Oh yeah, that was on your birthday. And it was the Domingo Herman perfect game, which is now old news. But I mean, they got it done for me on my birthday. Good things happen on my birthday. In fact, six, seven years ago, 2016, so seven years ago, a man by the name of Enzo Esposito, who was on the Danbury Westerners in Rhode Island against the Ocean State Waves on my birthday, took a no-hitter into the ninth inning. On a game you were calling. On, on a game birthday. that I called on my birthday with a good friend of mine, Justin Galanti, who might be listening. He knows about this, and he's in broadcasting still. Um, he's a short guy. He's like five foot one. Nicest guy. Nicest, coolest dude you ever meet. Um, they like um, they had like a party for me in the Ocean State Waves. That's clubhouse. so cool. Like they threw me a party cool. because they liked me. It was very cool. Anyway, Enzo took the no-hitter into the ninth inning, pulled himself from the game. He just had nothing left. Uh, he walked the first batter, and then I think the Westerners gave up a hit. Uh, but they ended up winning. They won in a shutout. Um, but he gave me a, a great birthday present, and then the Yankees got a perfect game for my birthday, so they redeemed Enzo. All right, so we'll start We'll start with a little just quick state of the MLB uh, your division leaders, AL East. We got hey, I'm the. I'm a division leader, Kiwi. Yeah. Sorry. We got the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, fifty-eight thirty-five. We have uh, somebody's going to raise a banner in the AL Central. As of right now, it's the forty-five and forty-five Cleveland Guardians in first place. That's proud, proud of them. Oh. Next, we have the fifty-two and thirty-nine Rangers in the AL West. Uh, NL East, sixty and twenty-nine, best record in the majors. The Atlanta Braves. They look like a wagon. I don't think anybody's going to stop them. I think they're going to be a force for a very, very, very long time. Frank and Barstool doesn't like them. He thinks their mascot's the worst of all time. It's a pretty bad mascot. It's not great. Uh, NL Central, we have the high-flying Big Red Machine 2.0, the Cincinnati Reds. 
Um, you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot of Reds on this podcast. That's, yeah, we like the Reds. That's a that's a that's a little uh, little tidbit. This is now quickly becoming a Reds podcast. <laughs> and to finish out uh, AL West, we have the NL West. I'm sorry, uh, LA Dodgers, fifty one and thirty eight. So, uh, state of the MLB right now, as biased Yankee fans, Yankees are out of a playoff spot. Um, they had just fired yesterday Dylan Lawson, their hitting coach, which, can you say it is a cop-out? Yes. Can you say something needed to be done? Also, yes. They were going to be my aunt if it wasn't Florida-based. Um, Florida um, but who did they hire in his spot as their hitting coach? They hired a man by the name of Sean Casey. And if you're saying, huh, where have I heard have that I, name yeah. before? It's That's because, my reaction. It's because you've watched MLB Network because he's been an anchor for the last decade or so. Uh, he's a career 300 hitter. He's an on-base machine. He's a I, fun dude. I think he finished with an on-base percentage career of like eight, almost 900 of an OPS. So, I mean, the dude got on base. But at the same time, uh, this is his first coaching gig. And you have to think, is there some uh, a little nepotiz going on? Because Chris... Ask me who one of his longest tenured teammates was. Who was it, Anthony? Aaron Boone, Chris. I'm interested in the fact that the Yankees hired a first-time coach. Twice now. Booney and now Sean Casey. And, uh, well, not technically because he was with Cleveland. Never mind. So I was going to say and uh, Matt Blake, but he was uh, right. Yeah. But it's interesting that they've the Yankees of all teams have gone this way, and I think it is a little bit of the nepotists right there. Because uh, I'm listen, it's interesting when analysts go back and then go back into coaching. It happens a lot. Um, it's strange. Joe Girardi, uh, Booney, Booney, uh, and then in hockey, there's a lot of guys, and uh, Sean Casey. You know, it's like. He was one of those guys that would goof around and have fun during the morning show and well, have cameos and stuff like that. And now he's like a so, coach again. So my thing, right, is why do I like this signing? I like this signing because he's a career 302 hitter, which is not, especially in late 90s, early 2000s, was not easy to do, um, mid-steroid era. But he just, he hit the ball. He didn't care about pulling it. He didn't care about hitting home runs. He just, he hit the ball. You know what I mean? So it's like, hopefully he unlocks something with the Yankees. Because you have to realize, right, the guys that are slumping, Giancarlo, uh, Donaldson, DJ, uh, Glaber, these guys know how to hit. They don't need to be taught how to hit is the issue. I think Sean Casey comes in. I think he loosens the clubhouse up. I think he kind of pulls it where it's like, yeah, man, do your own thing. Get out there, you know, be the player you you were, be the player you are, blah, 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 this and that. So I think Casey loosens the Yankees up and and we see some improvement. But the the Yankees, without judge, they're bad. I mean, they're dead they're 30th or 29th in the league in on base percentage, OPS. Uh they're bottom three in hits, which is funny because you see their philosophy coming full circle because they're bottom three in the league in hits, but they're top ten in the league in home runs. So when they hit the ball, they're hitting home runs, but they're very rarely hitting the ball. I mean, the tipping point was the worst pitcher statistically in the MLB this year is Jamison Tyone. He went eight innings, one hit ball. It was pathetic. You know, losing this was supposed to be where we gained ground on the on the 
Orioles and the Rays, and we're a game ahead of Boston for the for last place in the AL East. Um, and and Hal wonders why we're upset, but I don't want to get too far into it because, like I said, there's a big there's a big old rant coming next week. Um, we had one recorded last week. We were gonna post an episode while I was in uh, Florida, but it just didn't feel right. We had some big NHL trades. We had the Domingo Perfect game, and we just didn't want to put it out. So there's a good rant on that. I'll build off of it, but you, you're gonna hear me. You're gonna hear me, Spaz. Um, you know what I do like about the Yankees is, is, is Anthony Volpe's hitting. Uh, he's hitting over 300 since he changed his stance. Oh, and Chris, who who changed his stance? Was it Dylan Lawson? Well, his his resurgence has literally spelled the end of Dylan Lawson. Why why you say that? Because a former double A teammate of his, Austin Wells, said, Hey Anthony, your stance looks a little weird. Maybe you should come over and we'll make chicken parm and talk about it and watch film. And then uh oh, Austin Wells makes a change and now he's hitting over three hundred again? Is that the problem? Yeah, or is it the yeah. fact that Dylan Lawson said Oh, if Volpe was hitting a non-productive 200, that'd be one thing. But he's hitting a professional 200. I don't think there's any difference there, Panthony. 200's 200. Yeah, the numbers think, don't lie. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think there's a big difference. But, like I said, I'm going to try to keep the blood yeah. pressure down. Yeah, it's late. Sorry. All right, yes. um, it's late. So baby's, baby's trying to sleep. So, one thing I want to talk about baseball-wise, it's the All-Star break. There's some fun young players, some fun young teams. I like the Reds. Reds are doing well right now. Um, Texas is nice. Look at their hitting approach. They they just hit the everything. They're hitting everything. Absolutely everything. Um, Giants look good. Padres are a dumpster fire. White Sox are a dumpster fire. It's going to be a fun trade deadline. Um, we were trying to work out a guest. Schedules didn't work out. Um, but you will hear from them shortly. Um Within the next end of the summer. Within the next yeah, end of the summer. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be great. Um but um that's pretty much it. We're gonna do a deadline special, obviously, when we're close to the deadline. That it'll actually drop the day of the deadline, which is pretty cool. Um but baseball, like I said, we're in we're in the this is the break, this is the halfway point of the season. The Yankees look bad, and I'm gonna yell about it next week. Yes. So. That's you got, it. You got a grinder? I do have a grinder. And it's a it's a grinder because I like the guy. My Grammy's grinder this week. He's an all-star. Uh, first time making the all-star team. Uh, he is the ace of a great team in the NL Central. Stats this year, eh, 9-4, 3 ERA. It's, one, it's, a, it's a run. It's almost a run and a quarter less than his career ERA. Uh, and he wears my lucky number. My Grammy's grinder this week. Mitch Keller. Simple. Very good. My Grammy's grinder. You either have to deal with her crying or you have to go on there. The mouse has spoken. I'm just letting you know. We are done in one minute. We are literally wrapping. I'm just letting you know that she's going to be crying for the last minute. Okay, okay. no big deal. Okay. My Grammy's grinder of the week is, a two, is, 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 a, is two men. And they were just seen, spotted. Training together in the offseason. Pushing a car. Igor Shesterkin and Ilya Sorokin being best buds. Sorokin is uh, Shesterkin's kid's godfather. Um, and they're great friends outside of when they're playing against each other. 
Um, and now they're training in the offseason by pushing BMWs across a luxury resort parking lot. And we're going we're gonna to let Savvy cry for a little longer just because I've just gotten the news that your boy has the first overall pick in his fantasy football league because Randy Arozarena and Vlad Jr., they came through. Uh, I've been in the same league since uh, eighth grade. Uh, shout out all the guys. They should be listening. Um, I know Dodona listens, but Chef's Gifts also in the league, which is pretty cool. You guys know him. Chef's um, But this year, we did a home run derby-based uh, based, uh, draft order for the lottery. Uh, we each got two players. My two players happened to be Randy Arozarena and Vlad Jr. They were all statistically done by Mr. Robert Sasso. Shout out Rob. He's our commish, the goat of commishes. Um, but, uh, the finals this year is Randy and Vladdy Jr. So your boy locked up number one. That's all I have to say. Very good. Oh yeah. So as always, let us know what your favorite fruit is. Um, we love you guys. (laughs) We love you guys. Make sure you, you give everybody hugs and, uh, stay full.